Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, and every single day I have a great group with me today. Thursday show, I got Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse joining. We are going to talk week four predictions of our various teams that he covers for the show here. But if you want a little more ACC conference news, there is no better place than this podcast. I promise you, we have great co-hosts that come every single day with it, the hammer home the points of the ACC football. You know, it's not that bad. We got to give a show it a little love. So follow the Locked On ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me yet again. And you know what? If ACC football is that bad, I saw it today. 50 days to tip off. 50 days to tip off. We're right around the corner there, too. I mean, we were talking before the show. Wow, it's already week four. Like, the season's about to be 33% done. And that, to me, I mean, it feels like football just started and we're already in week four. Absolutely. And I feel like it's a little bit okay, though, that we're not saying Clemson and everybody else. Like, I'd, I'd rather us have, like, a unified, okay, what we got going on here than just, like, Oh, well, Clemson's dominating. Everyone else kind of stinks. So I think that, that changes the narrative a bit of what we are. Can I? I'm actually going to disagree with you there. I think that's okay. bad. I, I think that's bad because if the ACC doesn't have representation in the college football playoff, it's a big hit for the conference. Like this okay. conference needs Clemson to be good, at least until someone else emerges or until the field expands to 12. They need okay. representation in the college football playoff. And if it's not Clemson, no one else in the conference has shown me that it can be them either. Well, I'm wondering if Jim Phillips, like, hit up a couple calls, hit a Drake style, like, <laughs> hit you on the cell phone. Like, all right, guys, I did this big speech during media day that football is, like, the new powerhouse for this conference. Not quite working out how we thought. Like, what's going on? I think those calls, the first couple of calls that went out were to UNC, Miami, mm-hmm. and Florida State. Like, WTF. <laughs> what's going on? UNC, we thought you were our up-and-coming rising star, and Miami and Florida State, you're our perennial powerhouses. What the hell is going on? (laughs) No doubt. And then speaking of this weekend, I feel like another phone call might hit the airwaves. They'll be talking to Clemson if they get taken by NC State, two teams that we like to cover here. I would love to get your thoughts. I think this is one of the biggest games of the weekend. Clemson will play NC State at 3.30 on ESPN. And to me... I think State has a chance. Like, if there was ever, after watching Georgia Tech, and I know there's not going to be a two-hour delay, but just in terms of focus and delivery, I think State, if they play their best ball, stand up toe-to-toe. There's also that little bit of I 100% agree with you. And I think this is almost a really bad situation for Clemson, given everything that's gone on this week with them. Lynn J. Yeah. Dixon entering the transfer portal. That's never good when RB1 all of a sudden is going to dip out. I know they've got a couple other options. Kobe Pace is there. There's some other bodies that can certainly fill that role, and maybe that is going to be ultimately be good for them because right. it can, you can whittle it down to one guy or one guy and a third down guy. Maybe that's what's going to be best. One guy's going to get more practice reps, all that stuff that goes into it. But here's what's not good is when Tyler Davis is going down with a torn bicep. This is yeah. an NC State team that can run the football very well with multiple running backs. And if you're missing one of those big plugs up the middle in Tyler Davis, well, you're going to open up some running lanes in all all likelihood against this NC State team. So 
this is a really bad situation, I think, for Clemson. I know, and I think Icky from NC State, that the great big offensive lineman is going to create those holes for Ricky Persons and Bam Knight. I think Devin Leary is going to have to show up big with his arm. It, whether DJ, this will be the breakout game for DJ is going to be interesting because everyone's been waiting to see if, like, okay, we've been talking hype on him. Does he actually have it? So this would be the game, of course, that he decides he's going to show up and show out. I think Leary's got to make two big throws in the second half because we can crap on Clemson all we want. The defense has been fantastic this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. up and down the board, phenomenal. And you cannot knock them for that. The offense has been what's been frustrating. And it feels right. like, okay, they're just a game. You never know when it's going to be the game that's sort of the launching pad for their offense. And they find the rhythm. Is it going to be the, this addition by subtraction now with, with Lynn J. Dixon out of the program? Who knows? But this yeah. might be the biggest game in the conference for the entire season. Because mm -hmm. okay. if NC State wins this game, you've eliminated the ACC from the college football playoff. You have Good point. a two Good loss. Point. Clemson is not getting in. And yeah. I think if any team has shown any sort of, well, I mean, you go off a of pedigree and, and what you're doing this year, two and one Clemson still has a chance to get into the college football playoff. I don't think any other team in the conference does. So this is the biggest <laughs> game of the season in the conference. <laughs> Carolina would have to go undefeated for the rest of the season and win by like credible margins. Which I don't see happening because that's yeah. Carolina, but no, I mean, but also playing at Carter Finley, playing in Raleigh, all things are, you know, a recipe for DJ better have the game of his life. That's an Let's underrated see. atmosphere. I'll say yeah. it. Like, yeah. really underrated atmosphere. One of the, the few, I think I've been to five or six ACC stadiums. That might be number two for me okay. behind Death Valley. Death Valley is yeah. number one, but number two might be Carter Finley. Well, it's going to be a sight. See, we are again 3:30 locked in, but then we also have to get some a little bit game switch. You want to flip your channel to Louisville and Florida State, right? They play at 3:30 on ESPN two. Louisville is a, a minus one and a half already, which I would have not said after looking at game one when they faced Ole Miss, and yet I was really high on Florida State after that Notre Dame game. I don't know what that says about Notre Dame, you know, going into the season because Florida State held them all the way to the end, but then. Florida State has kind of unraveled a bit, losing Jacksonville State, losing to Wake Forest, and now they're trying to pick up the pieces and they're in conference play, and they're going to continue in conference play. It's going to be tough for Mike Norvell and those similar. You're right. I, these scripts have completely flipped for these two teams. Talk about a team that their opening week loss has aged well and one that hasn't. I mean, these are the two teams that you feel like it's set up that way. All of a yeah. sudden, the narrative's changed. Louisville lost to a Heisman front runner now in yeah. week one. And yeah. you, you got on the other side, Florida State, they lost, even though it was in very close fashion, to a team that uh, I don't think Notre Dame is scaring that many people right now. They had the close game against Toledo, and I don't think uh, they played a, a all right game against Purdue. Yeah. They're not scaring anyone. And I'm looking at this game as okay, Louisville has a chance now to really sort of take everyone by storm. We talked about this last week with that game against UCF. They were going to have to move the ball. They went punch for punch with UCF and pulled out a very, very impressive win. I, right. I, that was one of the better wins that we've seen in the non-conference out of the ACC this year. 
Absolutely. Just the energy and like, okay, Louisville actually wants to play their hype on their yeah. team before you, it was a big old question mark. Like, do they not really mess with Satterfield like that? Cause it's feeling <laughs> that way, but no, they certainly have turned it around. I think that ultimately you're going to start to state, start to ask yourself, has Mike Norvell lost that lock? Florida State, mm-hmm. Right. It feels yeah. as if the guys can't get up. They cannot get going. They cannot play behind the pride of what it is to be a Florida State Seminole. So I would just, I want them to pick Mackenzie Milton and just roll with it and like pull Jordan Travis, one, two, do a punch. Give Mackenzie time. This is his probably his last season playing. Like, let's just roll and see how it goes. But at the same time, his injuries and how he like recovers and bounces back sometimes when he goes three and out, it argues that you have to put Jordan in there. So this has been a big <laughs> crapshoot to say the least for their offense. I know the old adage is when you've got two quarterbacks, you've got none. I don't think that applies to college football because of the mm-hmm. fact that it's recruiting. Sometimes there's a higher rated player playing behind the starter. That being said, I'm not an advocate for the two quarterback system either as well. I think you got to pick a guy because so many different things go into it. Even little things like cadences and stuff like that. You can cause a couple of false start penalties that way. You can cause a couple fumbles. You can maybe not be ready for a snap here or there. You want to have continuity out there. And I think Florida State, they just, you're right. They need to find a guy and roll with them right now. Yeah. That's, the, that's yeah. the neighborhood they're in. All the turnovers and mess-ups that we saw off Wake Forest really solidified your point there. But let's talk about our final Atlantic Division team that we cover on Thursday's show, Boston College, who plays Mizzou. Another great game starting at noon on ESPN2 on Saturday. I think that Boston College is going to be hyped only because Mizzou's already talking the kind of junk we had their coach drink he was sitting here saying you know people i don't recruit guys from massachusetts and all this stuff if you listen to wednesday show which i strongly encourage you to do you got aj black who hosts locked on boston college and he's saying listen when some of our best recruits come out of the state and i think we're going to show him proof here on saturday yeah that's a big slight there and i will <laughs> say this i do think that boston college is decently far behind the eight ball right now i mean you look at how they've played so far all right through these first this is their first real game okay and i think that's both good and bad bad because okay this thing might speed up a little too quickly for us but good in the sense that okay especially in the case of boston college when you lose your your starting quarterback as early as they did and drakovich goes down you kind of get that nfl preseason to work things out, get some cohesion on the offensive line, get some timing down between quarterback and receiver, it, get some of those early season jitters out. I think it's good, but when the first team that you play is Mizzou, who's got one of the most ferocious defensive lines and front sevens in the entire country right now, I mean, they're 10th in the country in sacks per game with four. They're, um, they're 23rd in the country in tackles for loss per game as well. They're going to get after you. And you've got a quarterback who, let's be honest, Jeff Halfley took the ball out of his hand last game. Only (laughs) attempted 13 passes. You're not going to be able to beat Mizzou by only attempting 13 passes. Yeah, no doubt about that. I think it's going to be very interesting, but I hope that, you know, with Dennis getting the first, Dennis Rossell, the quarterback, getting the first opportunity to get his feet wet, at least, you know, in the last game, certainly he'll figure it out for this one. And we're going to talk about the coastal teams that we feel like should also be included in this Great week four conversation here in a bit, but we're going to remind you guys about Rock Auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand 
uh, their warehouse happens to carry. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliability, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Please visit rockauto.com. So we're sitting here with Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. He helps us every single Thursday go over some of our Atlantic and coastal teams as they head into the week, the next week. And we're on week four, right? And we are looking to see who is going to dominate. And Miami has, <laughs> woo, Lord, help, help Miami, Father. Like that. My Miami Diaz take is looking pretty nice right now. <laughs> No, very seriously. I I feel for them. They're playing Central Connecticut. They get a break. They get a breather. They get time to just reflect, move on. As hopefully, Derek King doesn't have to play this much because you know he took a beating during that Michigan State game. And defensively, they just got to figure out how to be more confident. They were getting you know, ran over by Kenneth Walker the third yeah. during that game past weekend. And Walker's a good back. Like, yeah. That's not the first defense he's done that to this year. He, sure. he torched Northwestern opening week. It happens, all right? Sometimes you're just not up for it, and you've just got a stud on the other side. But I, I don't think that's going to be a problem for them this week, obviously. Central Connecticut State should be one of those cupcake sort of buy games. I, I don't envision Miami losing this game, but they have to work some things out there because yeah. you've got talent on that roster. And, and it feels like the talent has wilted away, really, the past four years at that program. So they have to figure something out here, get it, get the train back on the tracks, because if not, people will start calling for Manny Diaz at some point, because let's be honest, college football is good when Miami is good. And the ACC needs Miami to be good. They need to get this program back to what it used to be. Yeah. I mean, shoot, Miami and Florida state, both of the like, like you recruit guys out of there. You want to bring guys from Florida. That's been the staple, but I would love to, I've been asking all week, you know, maybe it's time to move on. Maybe they just don't have it anymore. Maybe they don't have that name brand recognition, loyalty. People are just spreading their wings differently than they used to. And nobody's just staying at home and trying to play for these, you know, storied programs. And you know what's the fascinating part here is that Florida is so good right mm-hmm. now. Because, yeah. and, and they just took Alabama to, down to the wire last yeah. year. Yeah. When you've got Florida as good as they are right now and you see the continuity, they nailed their head coaching hire when they brought in Dan Mullen. You look yeah. at these other two programs, some of them have already ran through a coach or two as well, getting to where they are. So yeah. they need to get, I mean, you need to find the right guy at this point because when you are in a hotbed talent wise, like the state of Florida is, there's no excuse, especially when you see Florida up in Gainesville getting it done. So, obviously, the recruits are there. You just got to find them, and you got to have the right guy leading them. Listen, Florida almost beating Alabama and then Miami getting crowned just really does not help the ACC's case right yeah. now, right? Nope. We're, we're, I'm begging. I'm pleading for one game that we're like, okay, see, we're not that bad. Maybe we'll find some goodness out of North Carolina and Georgia Tech here. They play at 730 on Saturday, and Georgia Tech, coming off an almost win against Clemson. Can you imagine had they got that thing through and had they delivered with Jordan Yates? That would have been yep. insanity. And Coach Collins would have been laughing at all of us who have been saying, okay, <laughs> maybe you're not the guy. But I think Carolina should do well. But they're also they're the type of team that plays down to competition and they come off a big win and they're like, okay, this is 
who we are. We got to keep doing, it, right? It's like you can win once, but the whole point is to win all twelve. Right, and, and I look at UNC. This is going to be a game for Ty Chandler to thrive. He's coming back mm-hmm. off of the ACC running back of the week. I know some Syracuse folk are very, very upset about that. They thought Sean Tucker's five touchdown performance against Albany should have put it over the edge. I still listen as I follow Syracuse, I, all that stuff. I still think it should have gone to Ty Chandler. Look at who the, yeah. he did it against. It, yeah. It's Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's Albany. It's you're not even comparing yeah. the, the same food group there. So yeah. Um, <laughs> what I'm looking at here in this game though is how does Georgia Tech respond to last yeah. week? Because right. that that's a long game that you went mm-hmm. through with that two hour rain, rain delay, weather delay, that can suck the life out of you to come that close. The game was what, like six hours long, seven hours long when, it, yeah. when you factor in the delays and all that, that can take a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, is this a team that's going to go out of that game and just fold, fold yeah. the rest of the way? Like we took that team to the brink right there. Or yeah. are they going to say, we just hung with a team that might be in the college football playoff this year and use that to sort of turn a moral victory into some actual victories. Yeah, and I don't think I will take Carolina's defense seriously if you let Jordan Yates walk all over you. I just, I can't. If you let Jordan (laughs) Yates figure it out, if you let Jameer Gibbs run you through the ground, I will be upset because we have sat here and said we had to play a complete game, and obviously we figured it out a little bit on offense. Still, a lot of missed tackles when it comes to that Carolina defense. Like some basic core level fundamental things that you have to get right. So. I'm not holding my breath, but you know, you never know what can happen in the Coastal. We love to have everything be a roller coaster. Final team we talk about here is Virginia Tech. They'll play Richmond at 12 on ACC Network on Saturday. And, of course, this is kind of a gimme game. But maybe it's a good confidence booster for Virginia Tech. The Hokies came down to almost beating West Virginia. I, I felt like, okay, that's a valiant effort from the Hokies, all things considered. Like, normally we're talking about yeah. – you know, the fact that the Hokies can't get it together, they have, like, Coach Fuente can't make good, you know, coaching decisions when it comes down to it. Still thought that was a little bit there, but I think we saw the flaws of Burmeister when it comes to throwing capabilities, right? He he was forcing things, and he was overthinking. It reminded me of Sam Howell last season, where it's like, just live to see another down, damn it. Like, <laughs> just please right, stop yeah. trying to make the hero play right now. Don't have to be an ESPN highlight. Don't be an ESPN highlight for the wrong reason. Play it cool and try and just get brick by brick. Maybe, you know, with Richmond, he can really figure out how to throw this. I think of it with the performance that you brought up from Burmeister. I liken it to a golfer who, Mm. when you're first getting into golf, you think that the objective is on every single shot, you have to put the ball in the hole. Right. If you do that, you're going to shoot 120, 110. (laughs) It's not going to go well. Simply by setting yourself up for the next shot to make the next shot easier, you're going to shave 10, 15 strokes off your game just from doing that. So it's kind of like what you said, live for the next play. And if Burmeister does that, this team, I think, will be all right. Now, I think this is a potential trap game, and you don't often see that with FCS games. But we've already seen a couple of FCS losses in the ACC this year. You can't (laughs) afford another one of these in the conference. And here's why. This might be a look-ahead spot for Virginia Mm. Tech. You've got a bye week next week and then Notre Dame the week after that. Yeah. You cannot afford to be looking ahead right now to that because if, if you do, you might get caught in one of these FCS games. You might have your Charlotte moment. You might have your Jacksonville State. You don't want that right now. The ACC has had bad enough football this year where you cannot live with that. 
You didn't you didn't mention the best one, which is the Pittsburgh moment, because I was That's for right. sure calling them the best team in the coastal. Now I'm like, y'all just just sit over here. Like I say one nice thing about the at people. least that's a Mac <laughs> team though, and not fair, an FCS rank. Fair, fair, fair. But like still, I just, you know, I, I give you I give you praise and you embarrass. That's what that all came down. And I love Mr. Kenny Pick and I he didn't even do that. It was not his fault, but still, neither here nor there. All of that to say I they better not go to because we're used to that day. Right, we're used to seeing teams who just you know, don't figure it out. But you know, I think all in all, that speaks to just what kind of turning on. There's a lot, a lot of things down the pipe that we hope that we'll get to, you know, redeem ourselves and come to the conference. So we're going to talk about the best game of Week Four, and we're going to make sure that we tell you guys about, you know, who we should, who you should expect to see, like light it up. And if you're getting those bets, then I strongly encourage you you got to do it with bet online it's as always it's the number one spot for all of your pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up to receive a hundred percent welcome bonus bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports your online sports book experts from Football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Please use promo code LOCKEDON. Doctor created, doctor recommended, and it works for up to seven days per use. You've got to try sweat block. Dry shirt guaranteed. If you want to wear whatever you want and feel a little secure to your confidence, we strongly encourage you to hit up sweatblock.com. This is a must-have for everyone's poetry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone benefits. I know it might sound too, be, too good to be true, but I literally have known that no one who doesn't use sweatblock once and, or twice a week and doesn't feel confident that it keeps them dry the whole time. No more picking your shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with any type of sweat issues, you have to check out sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at selectblock.com and use promo code LOCKED1 or at CBS or Amazon. Wrapping up today's show here with Tyler Aki. You can find him at Tyler, A-K-I underscore, right there on the screen for you. He's the host of Locked on Syracuse. And let me tell you, he's got the game of the week that he feels like you guys should be locked in for this. So, Tyler, yeah. I think I hit a home run last week with it. Okay. I gave out UNC and Virginia. That was fun. And I know it was extra fun for you because of the, the final <laughs> result. But, like, I'm going to roll the dice again with Virginia. This team is fun to watch because okay. of what they bring from an offensive brand of football. They're hosting Wake Forest this week. I think this is a big litmus test sort of game for Wake Forest. You've got yeah. a win against Old Dominion, win against Norfolk State. No one's really batting an eye there. Win against Florida State. They're looking like the worst team in the conference right now. But this is a game where you prove what kind of team you are against yeah. a, a high-flying Virginia offense. And Wake Forest, if they can run the ball, they're going to give themselves a chance. And you kind of saw it last week with, with North Carolina. They ran the ball. They were effective running the ball. And then it ended up being an offensive output of almost 60 points. So I really like this game. I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what Wake Forest is. I, I'm anxious to see what two teams are in the ACC right now. Okay. Wake Forest and Boston College. Okay. And for that reason, I think both of these games are important to to kind of get that glimpse of what the real stripes are on these teams. Yeah, I would even say for that, for NC State, the same kind of energy because yes. I want to see what you are 
you know, after that Mississippi State pickup, right, can you still stand toe-to-toe with some of these great teams? Say you want to be at the top of the conversation. You say you're overlooked every single week. But, hey, you've got to step up when it matters. And Maybe this is we need to evaluate whether Coach Doran can deliver and make sure that his team is sitting at the top of the Atlantic because if they do beat, win this game, I think they are the best team coming out of that division. So a lot of good games there. I, I, totally, I totally agree. I think Boston College is good too and Virginia and Wake Forest. Go ahead. There's like a hierarchy here. There is a like a handful of really good games and then just a handful of games that you have zero interest in watching. You're not going to watch Duke, Kansas? Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I, it's not even going to catch a DVR for me, okay? Um, but I, I look at this, the, the Wake Forest game. First of all, let's look, can we go over Brendan Armstrong's stat line from last week real Please. quick? 554 yards, four touchdowns, one pick, 11 different guys catch passes. How many times has that resulted in a 20-plus point loss? Where, With where that stat line? Yeah. Like, that where to me ever. is insane. Like, I'm sure it's happened before, but 20-point loss, he played a good game. He played a really good game. Cut, that, yeah, you got to cuss out your defense after that one. I'm sorry. Like, you got to have a You really do. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, when you're letting up 59 points, I get it's against a Heisman guy. I get it's against a, a running back that could find his way onto the All-ACC team, but, I mean... That's a game that if you're Virginia, you you feel like you let one get away. I get that you you dominated and it felt like that second quarter you really dominated. UNC frankly won the other three quarters, especially when you look at the box score breakdowns of it all. Yeah. But I mean, that was a fun game to watch. Seriously, it didn't. I mean, it never felt like a twenty point game. Yeah, for sure. But then you think about Brendan Armstrong in general. I could argue that he is one of the better than Sam Howell. Right when it comes to we're mm-hmm. talking about Sam Howell being the Heisman guy, but Brendan Armstrong put on the show like he never felt out of control, right? And I think that's one of the biggest things that fortunately they couldn't deliver. But to me, the poise of him, I was like, okay, maybe we should have him more in the conversation. He wasn't high on a lot of people's radars. Getting well, yeah, you look at it too at the quarterback hierarchy. What did we say? The quarterback situation at every school is going to improve this year, with the exception of Clemson, who's going from the number one overall pick to a five star. Again, right. <laughs> not, there are worse places to be, right? right? So when you look at Brennan Armstrong in an improved quarterback conference, even though it seems like right now the conference as a whole hasn't improved from a football standpoint, right. he's the one that, whose stock has risen the most, I feel like, maybe of any player in this entire conference. When you look at some of these other quarterbacks, like Sam Howell, you had the early season hiccup against Virginia Tech. DJ Uyunglele, I mean, the offense hasn't done anything there. Right, yeah. Eric King has battled some injuries. Some of these other guys that you were expecting to take steps haven't taken the the adequate steps. Brennan Armstrong has, and there's a case to be made that he is the best quarterback in the conference right now. Yeah, I would argue, honestly, Brennan, Sam, Kenny Pickett. You know, I think those are those would be my top three. Yeah, because everyone and it's else is crazy to think <laughs> that the list does not include DJ. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You thought that after because he was right in that Notre Dame game last year. And I thought, okay, these are the signs that you need to see. You're not going to, it's going to be smooth sailing at the quarterback position for Clemson heading into next season. Frankly, hasn't. And it's frustrating for a lot of Clemson fans. And that's why, I mean, this week is upset watch. If you're the Tigers on the road, packed, energetic stadium like Carter Finley is. And listen, this is a Tigers program that has not lost a true ACC game. I'm not counting last year's game against Notre Dame because I don't count that as a true 
ACC right. game, but you haven't lost one of those since 2017. I mean, they're a, the bulk of this roster has never lost an ACC game. Right. How crazy is that? don't even know that? what that feels like, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is wild to think, but when I say that this is either going to make DJ or break DJ, this is going to be the game. Because, I mean, every they all talked about after the Georgia loss how, oh, it's smooth sailing. But nobody, everyone's counting out in State. And I think they felt a little bit of like, okay, people don't believe in us after that State loss. So there's ever a time to win and win at home. Damn it. <laughs> NC State, don't let me down. Okay? I am high on you guys. that's coming from a Tar Heel. Okay? Don't make me upset about my words when it's all said and said. Tyler, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Please remind folks of where they can find you while you work. Yeah, you can check us out, Locked on Syracuse, every single weekday. We're counting down the days to hoop season there pretty much. But uh, we do still have plenty of good Syracuse football talk. We just had my old roommate on who is actually calling the game Syracuse and Liberty this weekend okay. for ESPN. So we had him on to, to preview the game with myself and Tim. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse and at Tyler, AKI underscore on Twitter. While you're playing, Syracuse and Liberty might be a good game. Like, it might be. Might you know, Friday fun. Friday Night Football <laughs> for the ACC might not be bad this weekend. With right. that and then the Virginia and Wake Forest game, you got a couple of good games there. No doubt. Well, if you look to bet on any of these games this weekend, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Sterling, follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. For Keenan Scooper and Tyler Aki, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We got Freestyle Friday. We got Jersey Drake in the building. I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say about Florida State, but we'll have you all covered there. Until next time.